Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace. With your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. I'm Tina Winchester and today I'm joined again by our very good friend, Mark Varatimos, um, who is a health and exercise coach. Welcome back, Mark. Thanks, Tina. Thanks for having me. Um, good pronunciation on the last name as well. Which does it better this time. <laughs> we spoke about that before the podcast and she's just nailed it. Uh, so well <laughs> done. <been> practicing. <laughs> and so most of you will know that Mark's already done two podcasts with us before, which have been amazing. And I've tried to get the surname right each time, but I reckon third time's a charm. You've hey? done really well. Yeah, that's a really good pronunciation. <laughs> the... Um, English accents put you in good stead for that one, I think, as well. Do you know, it is a good thing sometimes having an accent because if I do say words wrong, I think, oh, that's okay because people will think that it's just my accent <laughs> and just not my inability to say the word. <laughs> right, so, Mark, we're going to talk about surviving Christmas sure. and the festive yeah. season. Yeah, it's important. Such a stressful time mm, for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it can be, yeah. Unless we do some things that might, Um, protect us from the stress of Christmas. So there's a few um, topics, particularly around Christmas, that I'd love to focus on. And I know that you're really well versed in this. So tell me a little bit, Mark, about some of the things that you know people are experiencing in the lead up to Christmas or around Christmas time around their health. Okay, cool. So there's actually a good website called Relationships Australia. So I think it's actually just relationships.org. And they've got some good stats on there, which are are quite fascinating. Yeah, 2016 survey. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, I you do know actually. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah. This yeah, is good it's, stuff. It, it's a really good survey. Um, so, uh, sixteen hundred and fifty participants. Um, around about eighty percent were females. Um, and just the level of stress it can cause people is actually quite um alarming. Yeah. You know, so the main ones I can remember off the top of my head were uh, around about seventy five percent of people found um mixing in with extended family over Christmas, including your in-laws, mm-hmm. including in-laws, can do, can cause some kind of stress. So that's yep. like 75% of people are starting to churn it over, like how am I going to react with that guy? How am I going to react with that person? Rah, rah. So um, that's a pretty significant one. Yeah. Um, seventy Around about 75% of people um, will stress around the financial worries around gift giving as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another – the third one I can remember at the top of my head was around around about 75% of people, again, um, it causes them some kind of stress thinking about work-life balance over holidays, like just leading into it like, I really want to put it down, but you know, how can I when I've got to keep this business going, you know? So yeah. um, it, it can be a little bit stressful. I think it's a it's an amazing time of year, um, but it can also lead to a bit of stress. So um, even incidences of domestic violence mm-hmm. are generally up around Christmas um, and even reported mental health is, mm-hmm. is generally up as well. So, you know, it's a fantastic time of year, but it, it's to be cautioned as well. Agreed. Yeah. And I know that, um, so I've written a blog or I'm preparing a blog to, to put out about um, Christmas and in particular, the um, the elements of Christmas that I find people talk about uh, raising stress levels are almost certainly going to be around relationships. Oh, sure. And um, an expectation. Yeah. The, okay. the, the the thing I think that often um, kind of pulls the rug from under us is the expectation that Christmas Day or Christmas time needs to be a particular way, mm. and and that people need to get on. Um, and, and there's no issues at all when in fact it doesn't work like that you know if we if there if it, if relationships are fractious through the year it's not suddenly going to not become fractious on one day of the year yeah sure things bubble away and then 
and then people um, have a tendency to, because everybody's in the same room, raise issues. Yeah. It's the worst day of the year to raise issues. Yeah, it's the yeah. one day of the year that actually yeah, yeah. we should be putting any issues aside. Yeah, sure. And one of the things that we do in my family, Mark, yeah, tell me. is we have a safe word okay. over Christmas. Okay, yeah. Because we have um, real uh, differences in political views in my family. My, okay, my sure. husband and I are both um, affiliated with different political parties. Okay, sure. We have completely different views on um, or anything to do with, um, you know, having a social conscience or not. Um, you know, we've been together for 30-odd years, so yeah, we've yeah. managed to find a way to, to navigate and yep. accept the different views. But when you bring um, children into it that aren't young mm. as well, so mm. we've got two children, 20 and 15, and they have their own views that either aligns one way or the other. Mm. And then you bring in extended family too, inevitably conversations always will go to politics. Gravitate towards that. Or sure. some kind of social issue that, that, that there's polarizing views on. So I have a safe word. So we all get together over a chat before Christmas and agree on a safe word. So anyone that comes to my house over Christmas has to know what the safe word is. Okay. And so when conversations start to get a little bit scratchy, the safe word okay. is screamed out often. So last year, the safe word was egg timer. Egg timer. All right. This Put the year, egg timer on. Yeah. It was 30 just minutes. Egg timer. Everyone's just got to chill. But it works because <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. you know, if somebody, if you, if you feel yourself getting a little bit kind of frustrated with yeah, someone, yeah. like you're not listening to me, I really disagree with your view. You say the, the safe word and then everyone respects it and everyone respects it because it means so much to me not to have a row at Christmas. Like mm. you can argue all year round, please don't row at Christmas. Yeah, sure. Do it for mum. Yeah. So egg timer gets screamed out. Oh, wow. This year we're still working on our safe word. Okay. We're going backwards and forwards with a poll in the family. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see Maybe how that Maybe like goes. temperature gauge or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get there but i think you've i like got that actually i haven't heard that technique before we, um i do like it manage it yeah, you've yeah, just yeah. got to manage yeah, it yeah, you know yeah, yeah i do like that um look relationships can be i think can be an excellent um foundation for growth you know and they're vital to life um and if managed correctly they've been shown to like to be linked with all kinds of health benefits including longevity so right. so like relationships can like fulfill our social needs so you know um you can release um the social binding or love hormone called oxytocin yeah. and that can be an excellent one um it can also be excellent opportunities for growth, you know, where people might challenge you a little bit. You can bounce ideas off someone. They can help you out. Like they are vital. Like they're yeah. not avoidable. Like, you know, even um, yogis meditating in the mountains for hours on end, they had to have parents yeah. um, and then someone had to teach them how to meditate and someone might have to help them to get food. Like there's relationships yeah. everywhere. Um, so well-managed, there's so – vital for growth um but then ill-managed they can be quite damaging yeah. you know really damaging yes and i think sometimes people have this view that you have to get on with everybody in your family mm. you don't yeah that's true we, yeah. you, we can't you know yeah. people are so different um, yeah, yeah. and I, and i'm we're lucky um in my family really because um you know we're, we're kind of restricted on who we're going to have contact with because the majority of our families both steve and i are in the uk mm. So, we, you know, we can easily avoid the people we don't want to be hanging yeah. around with at Christmas. But I know that in previous Christmases in the UK that, you know, when you do have that extended family thing, you cannot get on with everyone and it gets very tense and, and very stressful. Yeah, especially when there's um, alcohol involved as well. Exactly you know? right. So, so alcohol um, at a neurotransmitter level will actually reduce your anxieties and really in, induce calm. So you just kind of like lose your inhibition a little bit. So that's been proven 
um, at a neurotransmitter level. So you can just start to sort of really say what you're thinking. Yeah, you know? and it's a mood um, amplifier. Exactly. So it will amplify how yeah, you are, exactly. which is never a good thing. But really interesting, um, coming off alcohol where people uh, – so your body will register that new imbalance of, oh, wow, I'm actually just feeling – too calm here yeah and then the body actually works over time to start producing a little bit more of the you know anxiety kind of hormones or neurotransmitters i should say and then when you're off alcohol then all of a sudden you're a little bit more of an anxious state so in that hangover period you know you might be a little bit jittery or feel a little bit down like that's just what's happening your body's actually overshot so it's kind of like overshot on the alcohol and then it's overshot again when you've come off the alcohol yeah, so and you've got anxiety yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah good term i like that <laughs> it's true yeah, yeah okay, it's cool. never a good mix is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah 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 so um the relationships thing can be really complicated so you know we spoke about the benefits um but some strategies around that uh you know first of all Oh, well, first of all, with really emotional people, one technique I picked up was um, if you just go a little bit more monotone in emotion. So where they're trying to be emotional, yeah. if you're a little bit more monotone, then it's like they'll sort of generally sort of compromise to your level a little right. bit and it can go a little bit less emotional. Um, so that can be a really good tip. Uh, the other one, uh, there's a, there's an excellent book out there that only takes about an hour to read. Okay, So there's a book out there called uh, Nonviolent Communication by Waylon Myers. Yeah. Um, and it just talks about how to communicate. So how to establish the other person's needs and how can you establish your needs and how you can kind of mesh together. Uh, and right. he's got, he's, it's just a powerful little book with loads of little practical examples. Yeah. And basically what he said is that if you communicate your needs, like your authentic needs, people might then be more inclined to have empathy and compassion for yeah. your side uh, and then vice versa. So you can have empathy and compassion for their side. Love so an it. example for needs might be just feeling the need to be heard or to mm. feel safe or mm. secure or to feel understood or to feel respected, mm. like those kind of things. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so there's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a really good little book if anyone's interested. Um, but it's just around having empathy and compassion for the other side, uh, which does two things. A, you understand them, and then B, you're not holding on to anger yourself mm-hmm. or you're not holding on to ill feelings yourself. So um, it's good for your health and ideally better to understand the person. Um, so there's yeah. like some little tips on how to manage relationships. And the other thing is, um, which is probably not really spoke about – you can just say no, you know? Exactly. You can say no. Um, exactly. So we were talking about this the other day when yeah, I was sure. looking at the, at the blog. And um, and I'll use Ames as an example. I'm sure she won't mind. Um, Ames is in the background, just let her on. She's looking <laughs> she's at hearing. me. She's um, But this, um, we're constantly being pulled to different events, different to social occasions. Um, and for example, school, when you've got young children, schools are always doing, you've got the carol concert to go to, you've got the... Um, you know, come and have a look at the work in the classroom to go to. You might have mass to go to if it's a, a school with a religious persuasion and all of these things and, and bring a plate for this and the child's got to be there. And you, all of these things that are on offer. And then sometimes we might feel as if we've got to go to every one. Yeah, sure. As well as having other outside curricular activities that kids have got to do. Say no, something's got to give. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, if you do all of them, you're going to have, you've already got tired and cranky children this time of year anyway. They, they've, you know, they, they're done with school um, uh, and, and you're tired and cranky yourself. And if you're saying yes to everything, it, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Say yeah, no. Is. You can say no. Yeah. Um, so I've done um, some advanced study through an institute, an education institute called the Czech Institute. Um, a, a guy, the, the founder there is called Paul Czech. 
Um, very intelligent guy, but he's got a quote which I love, which is, and I'll try and um, quote word for word. I think it's your yes has no value until you learn how to say no. Love it. So if you um, are not showing respect to yourself, no one's going to show respect to you. Um, so yeah. you've got to really establish your own core values of, of how you can optimally run uh, and then learn to say no. Absolutely. Now, the, now the, the thing that some people struggle with, especially um, people that are very empathetic and compassionate by nature, they might be like, oh, I know they're going to feel rejected and you know, that, you know, I, I, I can't have them feeling rejected i'd rather go to an event for eight hours yeah. than have them been feel hurt, rejected for five to ten minutes yeah. so so um a strategy i personally use sometimes is called like a, the sandwich approach have you heard of a sandwich approach before i don't know it'll be like a kiss slap kiss will it yeah yeah yeah, yeah well All done right. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's uh i'm not going to use that phrase I'll, I'll, use, I'll use it like this as, as opposed to the slap um i'll use it sort of like white and fluffy on top yeah you know the meat or the filling in the middle like the juicy part in the middle yeah. and then you got the white sort of at the bottom so it's like hey thank you so much for the invite um you know great to hear that you're throwing this kind of event on you know and you don't have to lie in the note you yeah. can actually just say hey i've got a lot on in that time period yeah. um just not able to make it yeah. um but you know great to hear from you and if you want to catch up with them again you know love to catch up in the new year or whatever Brilliant. it might be you know so because i think sometimes people tie themselves in knots with reasons why they can't go somewhere yeah you don't so need to exactly you don't have to justify you know mm, mm. you can just say i'm really sorry it's not i'm not able to make this um this particular event um be, be good to see you again as opposed to saying well maybe i'll say i'm not well or the kids aren't well or maybe i'm say that something else and try and come up with a reason mm. you have a good enough reason mm. You have a good enough reason. You're yeah, not yeah. able to go. You don't have to justify it. Yeah, and I think um, you know where you're honest or uh, where you're dishonest. It can create a lot of division in your own in yourself. Yeah. So where you're honest, yeah. it just creates a lot more truth uh, and a lot more honesty within yourself. Yeah. So whatever's honest, if you legitimately can't make it because you got something else on, mm, fine. Fair but, enough. But if you just don't want to go for whatever reason, you can communicate that politely. Uh, and then the interesting thing is, you know, you probably said no for a reason, and they may not invite you back, which is kind of okay. Yeah, well, it's a small risk. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, there's, and there's a couple Sorry. of things to explore there. So there's a yeah. concept, um, well, I guess I'll use, you sort of said, you know, you're running around from event to event. Yeah. So if you're, you know, running around from event to event, then you only start to operate, you know, at, you know, maybe 60% or 70%. Uh, and then this is the kicker. So right now, every relationship is a 50-50 deal. So right now, you know, I'm in a 50-50 deal with you. So, you know, doing this podcast, mm. right? So let's just say I rocked up to this podcast at only operating 80%. So then, then, then this podcast only operates at 80%. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, I can't, you can't bring me up. Yeah. So it's just kind of like sometimes you have to say no, recharge the battery. And anyone who's got a, well, anyone's got a, a smartphone knows that to recharge a battery only takes a few hours and mm -hmm. you've got it for like a day or two. Yeah. So it's just, you might have to take time out to recharge the battery and then start operating at 100%. So better to yeah. be, you know, 90 or 100% at all your events and say no every now and then. Uh, as opposed to sort of operating at like 50, 60%. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. All year round. All yeah, year that's round, true. I agree yeah, yeah, with true. that. You know, Just specific emphasis over Christmas because you can get so – or the festive season in general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we when Ames and I were talking about it earlier in – oh, it must have been last week um, – you know, it's difficult with children because obviously children want to go to all of these things and they know that they're on. 
Um, and then off, so offering a choice that we can't go to both of these things. Yeah, Which sure. one would you like to go to? Oh, yeah, yeah, and sure. And then they, they get to have a choice. And, yeah, yeah. and obviously you can use your influencing skills to kind of, you know, steer them in a particular direction if you need to. But, yeah, yeah. you know, we can't say yes to everything and it's yeah, not yeah. going to be good for any of you, yourself yeah, yeah. or your children. Yeah, exactly. It's a good lesson to teach them. Yeah, yeah awesome. It yeah, is. Awesome. So, yeah, you can say no. Um, mm. It can be difficult for some people, but but it's it's a really important takeaway, I think. It feels good, I think, when you do it. It's, <laughs> it's a good expression back. of personal power as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah it really sure. is yeah um right let's talk then about nutrition because i'm looking forward to eating all the things i probably shouldn't be stuffing in my face oh, cool. over christmas <laughs> um i love things like mince pies i love sausage rolls um, and yeah, sure. christmas pudding chocolates all of those kinds of things. But yeah. I've been really very good with my diet for the last few months and really noticing the benefits. So how can I manage, because I'm trying to maintain the Mediterranean diet, that's where I've been okay. for the last yeah, few yeah, months. Sure, sure. So obviously, you know, there's nothing Mediter- Mediterranean about um, Christmas pudding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can, we, how can we manage our nutrition and not kind of miss out on the the lovely things that were that are going to be tempting us around Christmas, um, it's a it's a really good question for people that have been so good. Um, now you asked around missing out. I mean, um, there are loads of ho- healthy alternatives out there. I wouldn't even say the healthy alternatives are amazingly healthy, yeah. but they're better than a lot of other alternatives. So right. um, there's some really good websites. I really like um, foodmatters.com. Um, so if you go on there, they've got some really good dessert options. So like with cacao and coconut and right. so forth. Um, so you can, and Tina's just writing that down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Would they have um, gluten free alternatives and things like yeah, that? Yeah, they as got well? loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah they got loads. Of so, so they got recipes around. The and, you know, um, there's loads of other websites. I just like that website. It's got like breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner options, and dessert, sort of smoothie and juice options as well. Oh, okay. So there's loads of options on there. Yeah. And they can taste beautiful. Uh, and then. And then if you've been on a good diet, generally um, the taste buds have changed a little bit as well. So you yeah. might gravitate towards more healthy foods. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes if you're new to being on a healthy diet, sometimes you have to fail. Like sometimes you actually have to yeah, have the experience of- Yeah, I have of, done that a lot. Yeah, you have to have the experience of, oh, I'm just going to dive into this. And then yeah. you have to have the experience of the sore stomach the next day yeah. and not feeling very well and just go, oh my God, why do I do yeah. that? So sometimes you actually have to have that experience. I think you're right because what I've noticed is I've tried to- um, cut out or really limit um carbs not i mean not like to the point where i won't eat any but what what i am eating so bread particularly sure um makes me really sluggish and really affects my energy like okay sure but really severely Mm. um and i've noticed that when i don't eat carbs in the day i can keep going through the afternoon and you know and yeah and be good you know yeah. it's, it, it's quite amazing what i've discovered over yeah. the last few months about that and it almost goes into the just the previous conversation we had around um if you can manage your nutrition pretty well yeah. um, then you can have really good energy for a lot of these events as well so yeah. and what you described is you might actually have depending on the quality of the bread you're having uh you might have a gluten sensitivity um yeah. just to sort of break that news to you but well you see i've got a celiac daughter yeah okay sure so i mean somebody in the something you know it's either steve or i that's got the gluten <laughs> sensitivity um, yes but even with you know like wholemeal bread and and seeded bread yeah, yeah sure so yeah okay yeah. sure sure so so around strategies um so cuz you're kind of saying oh you know I've been really good I want some strategies so yeah. um so some strategies can be around 
and just managing your blood sugar levels really well. So mm-hmm. having regular meals and snacks um, so you don't get any sugar crashes because yeah. where you get the sugar crashes, um, that's where you'll really start hoeing away at anything. Yeah. Like you'll just gravitate towards anything. You just need something to keep your blood sugar levels up. Mm. Um, the other thing can be, you know, even snacking before you go sometimes. Um, yeah. I use that as well. Um, so snacking thing. before I go where I think there won't be any good choices. Yeah. Um, you can always talk to the host beforehand like, hey, look, I want to bring a dish and what's going to be there and what can, what, what can I – and, you know, you think about what you want to eat and yeah. what you want to take. Um, yeah, so there's a few little options there. You know, ideally you wouldn't have massive meals at nighttime um, yeah. um, because, you know, you can get very – like your body can get very – like there's the, the whole calorie thing. You know, you, your metabolism slow when you're sleeping so you may put on weight but mm. there's also – um, you know, we we're talking about energy before. There's also around your organs are just going to work overtime during the night when they're supposed to be uh, like repairing yeah. and, and uh, resting and repairing, but they might be in overtime working. Um, so you can wake up a little bit sluggish after a big meal as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing would probably be, you know, just being mindful, which is, you know, a big buzzword the last five or so years mm-hmm. around and the practice of being mindful is just around the practice of being fully aware of, of what you're engaging in, like yeah. in the present. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, savoring every bite that you have. Yeah. Um, maybe not, you know, sitting next to a table with loads of food and talking to a friend, just sitting there pecking. You're like, hey, look, let's just go over to those chairs yeah. over there. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. You've got to manage it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, to answer your original question, there's no cheat for uh, can I pile into loads of desserts and then – and then still be fine. Yeah. Um, there's healthy. Al- yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> unfortunately, there's no there's no cheat for that. There's only really um, the healthy alternatives, and then just managing yourself, like trying to make the best choices available, um, managing your blood sugar levels, and just being mindful. Yeah, all things in moderation and, and being mindful, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, so alcohol plays a huge role yeah. in Christmas. Sometimes just to get through it, you know, it might need a few. <laughs> but uh, not in my family. If you shout an out egg timer, everything's fine. Egg timer, yeah, sure. But with alcohol, <laughs> is there truth in the take a glass of water for every drink, every alcoholic drink you have? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I've actually tried to do a lot of research on that and haven't found anything definitive, but mm. that generally is the general recommendation. I've tried to do the research on, you know, how much of a diuretic effect does alcohol have on the body and I haven't really been able to come across anything. Mm. Um, it probably is out there somewhere though. Uh, but yeah, generally at least one glass of water per standard drink. Mm. Um, now, when you start telling people what a standard drink is, they actually start going, oh my God, I'm having way more than a standard drink. We've got a standard drinks measure here in, okay. in the cottage. Yeah. Because we use it for mental health first aid sometimes. Uh, okay. There's an activity that we yeah, can yeah. do when, you know, because of that exact reason that you just <laughs> described. Sometimes people think a standard drink is a glass of wine. Yeah. And then when you show, show got, you mils. know, we've got different glasses. So we'll yeah. show, you know, we'll say, I'm going to pour you, or you pour me what you think is a, a standard drink of wine. And now this person who pour me what you think is a, um, a spirit. Yeah, how much spirit? And it's always double. They always pour oh, yeah, double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a standard drink, by definition, uh, from my my memory of it, is about ten grams of alcohol. So, you know, if a beer is five percent, um, that's about two hundred eighty-five mils. So, you know, the standard bottle is about three thirty these days. Yeah. I think so. So already you're kind of at like you know one point whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and then your wine is generally only around about 100 mils. So wine at about 14% will be about 100 mils. So, you know, a bottle of wine, which is 750 mils, is mm-hmm. about seven and a half 
um, standard drinks. What uh, about the calories? What What are the best drinks, alcoholic drinks that we sh- could be having for if somebody was on a, a diet to lose weight and they were trying to have the lowest calorie drink? Okay, yeah, good is question. Is it vodka and soda? Is that is it true? Yeah, I, the vodka and soda, vodka lime soda is my number one recommendation. Yeah. Um, so you know, beer is fairly high in calories. Um, so wine is fairly high in calories. Mm. Um, but then vodka, you know, a lot of the spirits are are quite low in calories. Um, but the reason I like vodka is you can get some vodkas on a potato base. Mm. Um, so absolute, for example, you mm-hmm. can get on potato base. So for example, someone like yourself who has a gluten sensitivity mm. might flare up to other spirits uh, like something like gin, which is a little bit more on a glute, like a, a, like a grain base. Right. Um, so, and then like rum is on a sugar cane base and some people are sensitive to sugar cane. Mm. So, you know, I generally recommend vodka. Um, it is clear. Um, there is some research out there to show that you know part of the fermentation process, some alcohols um, will produce a chemical called, or in the fermentation process, called um, congeners, and that's been linked with hangovers as well. So like darker, oh, that's darker what spirits. I've been drinking. Yeah. That's why I've suffered. <laughs> so darker spirits would would have um, a higher amount of congeners um, producing right. the fermentation process. Darker spirits are, I believe, beers, red wine, mm. but the lighter uh, would be around white wine, gin, and vodka. So generally, less hangovers are uh, scientifically yeah. uh, on those. Depending ones. on how much you plowing through yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah of course so so um so like the reason i re- um I also recommend vodka is it's, it's generally with soda so soda yeah. is just like your carbonated water whereas like a gin and tonic like tonic generally has a bit of a sweetener in it mm. um and then with the vodka lime and uh the vodka soda and then you've got a squeeze of lime in there yeah which in itself is got some health benefits like yeah. detoxification vitamin c that kind of stuff yeah right, so okay so i generally recommend vodka lime and sodas um you know I, th- I think it's important to bring up as well. Um, there's also like being too pedantic about this stuff can yeah. also be unhealthy, you know. So we're right. just trying to give tips here, yeah. um, and that's my recommendation. But you know, uh, if you know, I was at my brother's wedding a few months ago. We all had a glass of champagne as part of a photo. Like I'm not going to sit there going, "Hey, on a second, you know, I'm not going to take that yeah, for calories." Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, no, I don't know if I can go that far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so <laughs> yes, no, we're talking you're about right. we, because we can put ourselves under more pressure by by scrutinizing everything we're eating and drinking yeah, exactly, and we're like, yeah. oh my God, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like everyone's got a different balance. Um, yeah. But um, so I generally recommend the vodka, lime and soda for those reasons. So, yeah. you know, um, linked with less hangovers, um, the mixer uh, is generally uh, is generally okay. And then you've got that squeeze of lime, which has got some health benefits to it. Right. Okay. Great. I love that advice. Um, so, because <laughs> I quite like vodka, lime and soda. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so the next day, if you do wake up with a hangover and you've got a Christmas dinner to cook um, and people come around, how can we get rid of our hangovers? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, the first one, the best one is always drinking less, but no one really likes that answer. So we'll, we'll just keep going through. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> best answer is always drinking less. So, you know, what you said before around, um, you know, at least one glass of water mm. with one standard drink. Perfect. You know, that that will definitely help it. Um, other things you can do, you know, having really good nutrition on board will just help the detoxification process. So, just right. really- What kind of things should we be eating whilst we're drinking to, to stave off a, um, a hangover, do you think? Yeah, while we're drinking, um, the protein and fat can be really good. So, mm. it will just help, like it will be sitting in the stomach mm. uh, and it will help 
digest the alcohol. So if you're on an empty stomach, mm. it'll help digest the alcohol slowly and process it slowly. But if you're on an empty stomach, it'll literally go through your stomach, small intestine, and just go into the bloodstream. Mm. Um, but if, it can, if the food can absorb it, um, it produces an enzyme that helps break down the alcohol right then and there. So if you're having alcohol with protein and fat, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, can, it can definitely help process it a lot easier. Um, right, yeah. So it'll help the hangovers. Um, having good nutrition, which is just general, um, you know, this is, you know, you could do a podcast on nutrition, but, you know, just general, um, um, you know, uh, vegetables, meat, mm. uh, fruit, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, other things would be, you know, loads of water. Mm. So uh, we spoke about it a couple of podcasts ago from memory, but I use a factor from a book um, called The Body's Many Cries for Water. Mm-hmm. So it's 0.033 times your body weight. So if you're 100 kilograms, that's about 3.3 liters um, per day of water. Yeah. And that fluctuates for a few different reasons, but we won't go into that at this point. But um, uh, So having just adequate water on board. Uh, then the other thing can be having some really good electrolytes. Mm. Um, so some good... Um, some good sources of electrolytes. Um, coconut water can be a really good one. All oh, right. Um, so that can be a really good source. Ideally, you'd get it from the coconut itself, as opposed to like the carton. But and there's and the cartons actually, you know, vary a lot in quality. I've tried a few different ones. So so trying to stick to a good one or having it from the coconut itself. Um, then the other really good one is just putting a pinch of high quality salt in your water, um, right. which is an excellent source of electrolytes. So mm. um, so. Uh, I generally recommend to clients Celtic sea salt or Himalayan rock salt. Mm. Um, and so what the studies have shown is that, you know, your standard table salt will have sodium chloride, um, whereas like your Celtic sea salt will have around about 82% sodium chloride and about 18% other minerals, a lot of those being electrolytes. So it can be an excellent source of electrolytes. Um, the main one linked with, you know, fluid balance and fluid retention is a, is a, um, mineral called sodium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've done some research on that and basically a pinch of Celtic sea salt in a glass of water is about, got about four times the amount of sodium as like, um, I'm not going to mention brands, but you mm. know, specific sports drinks out there. So, so just so, a pinch of, 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 good quality salt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just a little pinch can yeah. be an excellent source of electrolytes. And then, so, and if we do, so we, we, we've got this hangover and we, we're drinking plenty of water, we're, we're drinking a glass of water with a pinch of salt in it, um, making sure we've got good nutrition. Uh, is a, a, a walking or some kind of gentle exercise a good thing? Would that help to metabolize the yeah, alcohol, it, it, do you think? This one is, um, is definitely a listen to your body. Mm. Um, so it's not like you can't go smash out a 45-minute no. gym session if your body's just screaming no. So this one's like... What do I actually feel like? Yeah. Um, so if it's a light walk um, or even like some exercise for just 15 or 20 minutes yeah. um, can really get the blood pumping. It can really help the detoxification process. Yeah. But this one is a listen to your body kind yeah. of kind of approach. Like if you're just that out of it, then it's probably not ideal. But if you feel you can handle 15 minutes or 20 minutes of intense you know, um, weights or whatever it might be, it can just really help pump blood throughout the body and help the detoxification process yeah okay i'll bear that in mind yeah okay sure (laughs) i'll see you in the weight room and boxing day eh? (laughs) fabulous um okay so that's alcohol and um and hangovers what other things do you think we need to be thinking about to to kind of um put some protective factors around ourselves to stay well at christmas um, it's a good question. So, you know, managing ourselves energy wise. So, um, like 
ideally adequate amounts of sleep. So national recommendation is seven to nine. So um, I find people vary within that range depending mm. on fatigue levels or you know how like how much they're engaging in sport. Um, that can vary uh, yeah. between seven to nine. Uh, that's for adults, and then it sort of changes uh, as you get younger. Um, so sleep, naps can be really, really good. I know, um, I know, you know, I'm an advocate. Yeah, naps, yeah, I love yeah, I know. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> naps yeah. can be an excellent refresher. Yeah. Um, other things can be, you know, there's like good, some good essential oils out there. So um, um, wild orange is a really good one. Peppermint's a really good one for energy. Yeah. Um, cold showers can be really good for energy as well. Yeah, okay. um, so where you have cold showers, that just gets blood pumping. It just oxygenates the blood, just gets it pumping all around yeah. the body. And it can get your you know, your serotonin pumping, your endorphins pumping, it can be excellent. Right. Um, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can dive in, especially now in Australia, it's summer. Uh, like so the cold hot. showers can be excellent just for yeah. some real, a really good um, burst of energy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, other things could be um, maybe uh, stress management techniques. So I know, you know, you guys probably have some techniques as well um, that you deliver in your workshops, um, but some stress management techniques – I personally think, you know, everyone on the planet can benefit from a, a regular regular stress management techniques. Yeah. Uh, and there's a million yeah, of them out that's there. That's right. So, so it's around finding ones that you really resonate with um, and and implementing them whenever you feel necessary. Yeah, mm. yeah. Do you guys do um, or you teach – uh, CBT is that right? Uh, no, we don't teach it. Okay, um, sure. But I mean, it, in a previous role um, and business that Sal had, a part of the diploma of counselling was understanding and being able to teach CBT. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah the different modalities, <clears throat> but not so much now. But we do get um, asked. Uh, we when I mean, we use we use these techniques in our uh, within our EAP programs with individual clients, and then in workshops, stress management comes up quite a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, people want to know how to manage their stress, and then they and, and then obviously they pick up some of these techniques. And unfortunately, I think what tends to happen is people kind of hold the information and think, "Oh, okay, well I'm all right now. I know that, but I'm all right now." And then when we are under pressure. Trying to implement some of these techniques then is not the best idea. You know, yeah. if we can actually incorporate some of it into our day to day lives so that it becomes more habitual yeah. as opposed yeah, to really trying to use it to put a fire out. Yeah, it's really You know, advice, it's, yeah. if we can weave it into our lives, then then we, we, we're practiced and ready. So yeah. when we are under pressure yeah, yeah. and then we're trying frantically with our eyes squeezed yeah, shut what, to what meditate, 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 yeah. breathe, <laughs> I need to breathe. I but we're, yeah, you know, yeah. incorporating it in. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. I love that. Um, so, there's loads of different stress management techniques out there. Um, you know, the ones I really like a meditation if someone can do that. Um, yeah. Some people might have, you know, be at a point where they might have what I call monkey mind, like their mm. mind's just jumping around too mm -hmm. much. So, um, you know, to help that, you can do, say, for example, like slow movement, like a Tai Chi or Qigong yeah. practice instead. Um, or, you know, essentially um, someone might, their lifestyle factors, if they're not that good, they can have a jumpy mind as well. Um, so, so meditation can be really good. Um, journal writing can be excellent. Um, mm. And one that I actually do with my clients, which I think is just excellent, I actually have been amazed with the cut through, um, is the emotional freedom technique. Oh, um, So it's called tapping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, you know, when uh, someone first showed it to me a few years ago, I just thought it was ridiculous. So did I. I but I don't like, anymore. But I, just, I did Yeah, say. I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm. I'm not doing that. Mm. Um, but... Mm. 
it is um i've just seen it get remarkable cut through yeah um absolutely. like amazing release of emotions um so basically tapping acupressure points around your body and you're naming the emotions that are sort of on your mind and it can just really help release those emotions absolutely um so yeah i've seen it get phenomenal results there's a lady um pioneering the research here in Australia called um, Dr. Peter Stapleton, right. um, who's, who's a psychologist based at Bond University. And she's just come up with some amazing research. She's yeah. one of the instructors as well that teaches it. Yeah. Um, and she knew recently won uh, Psychologist of the Year by, by uh, Australian Allied Health, I think it was. So, yeah, so yeah amazing technique. Um, and, you know, I've seen it get amazing technique myself and my clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and I do think that there is an element of um, – uh, distraction yeah, when you sure. do it with, with EFT and yeah. you have to practice rhythmic breathing when you say your mantras mm. even um, trying to think of some of the mantras that, that would be used um, even though I have this anxiety yeah, yeah. I deeply and completely accept myself yeah, and there's yeah. and there's your tapping on on the various parts and then you're saying this again and, and it becomes more it, it starts to regulate the breath in my opinion mm. it starts to regulate the breath you have to think very carefully and, and, and focused about at which points you're tapping, top of the head, side of the eye, under the eye. You, you've got to think very carefully about tapping the right points. And so I think that that distraction too is a really good way of refocusing your thoughts and your energy from the things that are causing you stress to actually regulate your breathing. Mm. And be in, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and, and I've heard excellent things and seen good results too from Yeah, EFT. no, it's been excellent. And like, who would think it? Yeah, I mean, even I had a I have a client at the moment actually I've had her for about 15 months um, who came to me predominantly for for weight loss um, yeah. and you know her nutrition wasn't that bad you know we made a few little tweaks and so you know someone like myself who's a coach uh, where their lifestyle factors are good yeah uh, I'm like okay well you know you're always a bit wondering well how did how how are they in this position yeah so you know we started doing the tapping around it we've been doing it weekly for 15 months right. uh, and she's lost around about 23 kilograms Shut and up. this is just this is just peeling back mental emotional stresses like, so she'll focus each week on something an emotion that she's that that's prevalent or, or, or yeah so what we work with is um conscious stress like what's happening day to day um yeah. if that's clear then we go um deeper into the subconscious so you know i've got questionnaires around that um i've always got suspicions when i first meet people of yeah. what it might be but based on the physical symptoms yeah um i have suspicions on what the mental emotional um blockages might be right. uh, and i normally just go for it so yeah so you know um the tapping i've seen clients break out into tears i mm. couldn't tell you maybe minimum two or three hundred times yeah. you know just a yeah. massive yeah. burst of emotion yeah. so you know it's a it's a stress management technique which yeah. is excellent it um is. but i think the important thing here what you said earlier was around regular stress management practice yeah um yeah. so yeah. so um i actually really like the quote um the pioneer of stress um so as an endocrinologist in the in the early to mid 1900s there was a guy called hans Selye. Um, so he first alluded to the term stress in a paper in 1936. Right. So that's in that's in less than 100 years. Yeah. Right. Before then, it was only used in physics. Yeah. Right. So he used it. He started referring to it more at a um, hormonal level. Right. Um, and and he's got a great quote which is still relevant today, which is it's not. I think it's it's not the stress that kills us. It's our reaction, reaction to, to it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's just. You know, stress is actually not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. It can actually be yeah. a very good thing. Um, uh, you know, we need stress to grow. Like we need stress as an impetus for change. Yeah. Um, a really good analogy I like to use um, coming from a personal training background is 
um, when someone's doing a bicep curl, like, you know, um, I'll just use a bicep curl. It's a simple example, right? So, you know, if you're carrying, like if you're holding some weight in your hand and you're bringing your forearm to your bicep, you're trying to build a bicep, yeah. right? You're trying to grow a bicep, okay? But when you're actually doing that physical act, the bicep's actually breaking down. There's tiny tears happening in the bicep. It actually breaks down. Um, but with the correct nourishment, mm-hmm. it grows stronger, okay? So if you can really manage your stresses, ideally you would grow stronger. Um, so while we might think sometimes stresses are a bad thing and mm. sometimes they can be, mm. um, a lot of them are just opportunities for growth. Yeah, and the people tend to try and avoid situations that they think are going to generate stressful feelings and that's the worst thing that we can do. Yeah, sometimes um, uh, another good quote, well, it's my favourite quote at the moment anyway, um, there's a quote, the... The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek right. um, by Joseph Campbell. So it's just like sometimes the thing you avoid is the very yeah, thing you need. You need, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, Mark, we're going to probably need to wrap up because we've got a mental health first aid class mm. in the next room. And okay, sure. I think they're getting a little bit restless for morning tea. Okay, sure. So, no problem. Um, yeah, I just saw the door open there. So, Mark, tell me, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm taking two weeks off, uh, good chance to recharge the batteries. And yeah. at the moment, I'm just planning on spending it in Brisbane with uh, family and friends. Um, I probably would do a last minute thing. I'm just kind of like, you know, like anyone else right now with work, busy getting things done. And then I'll kind of look at where I want to go away um, over the Christmas period. So you can take some time off to, to recharge, recharge, relax. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. not going to say yes to every event. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten pretty You're good You're going to drink dose. vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Have a yeah. couple of vodkas. <laughs> yeah, eat good food, drink lots of water that's it yeah. yeah that's it that's it what about yourself yeah um yeah we're closing for two weeks i'm just checking with ames it is two weeks um yeah got family around for christmas day okay yeah, um, nice. and uh, which i am looking forward to um and yeah just taking some time off i've got lots of events coming up mm-hmm. like, over the next three weekends yeah okay is, all right yeah which is fine Try and manage yourself as best as possible. yeah but yeah. i'm gonna gonna drink vodka okay there you go <laughs> You said yeah. uh, my health coach said I can drink as much vodka right. as I like. So I, and, and as long as I squeeze a bit of lime in, I get a little bit of nutrition, yeah. But, but I really am going to be very um, conscious this Christmas and, and, and over the time that we have off to relax and recharge yeah, because yeah. it's been extremely it's busy for yeah, us. Um, and we go into the new year being as busy. So I'm really going to make sure I, I put myself first. And I am, I'm quite good at doing that. My okay, family good. know I say, you know, leave, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. I'm going to go and do a 20-minute meditation or whatever. Mm. Um, and I'll let you know when the 20 minutes is up. Don't come looking for me. Yeah, yeah. No, well and, done. Yeah, yeah well so done. So I'm really going to well do done. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah well done. Yeah. Great. Awesome. All right, Tina, look forward to the next one. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in again, Mark. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed, please hit the subscribe button and you're also welcome to leave us a review. For more information, visit careerdevelopmentcenter.com.au.